Welcome back to Crush Your Day. I'm the host, Jamie Langham, and this is the podcast where we talk about all of the thoughts, our mindset, how it's shaping our life, some tips and tricks to make life a little bit easier, and to crush our day. Had to throw that in there. So today, I am just coming back from, I did a speech, uh, for, or I spoke at a, um, oh, a business on mindset and leadership. And that kind of brought me to, hey, let's talk about, I then was scrolling through some of my memes, because you know how I love my memes, uh, and I came across this one. If you want to change your life, you have to change what you focus on. If you want to change your life, you have to change what you focus on. And we talked a little bit about that in the speech too. So if we are, if you don't love where your life's at, if you feel like every day is on wash, rinse, repeat, if you feel like you are not where you want to be in life, the one question that I need you to ask yourself is what am I going to do different today? What am I going to do different today that is going to get me a different result? Because if you continue to do the same thing over and over and over, that truly and expect different results, that is the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. It will never happen. You have less than a 1% chance of your life changing if you continue to do the same thing. So my question would be, let's start here. What are you focusing on? What are you focusing on in your life? Are you focusing on everything that is wrong? Are you focusing on the small number that you have in your bank account? Are you focusing on the scale is not where you want it to be? Are you focusing on your relationship is in the tank? Are you focusing on you're in a dead-end career? What are you focusing on? What are your thoughts around all of those things? Let's take your finances. If your thought is, I can never get ahead, I don't have enough money in my account, life sucks, what is wrong with me, why can't I get ahead, doesn't matter how much money I make, doesn't matter what I do, I can never get ahead. Well. I would suggest that you take a look at those thoughts right there. So that is a story that you're telling yourself. You're telling yourself a story that you're not good with money, that you don't make enough money. It doesn't matter how much money you get. You can't manage money. So what is going to happen? Again, if you've listened to this podcast, we know that we are not going to sell ourselves a story and then not find evidence for it to be true. So if your story is you suck with money, you are going to create a life where you suck at money. You suck at managing money. If your bank account is continuously empty, you are going to create a life where you are continuously short on money. I've used the analogy before. The 
people who win the lottery. They win a million dollars, a million dollars. And in a year, they're right back to the same dollar amount in their bank account. Why? Well, I would argue that it's because the story that they have around money is they're not supposed to have it or money is bad. People who have money are bad people. They're selfish. They're misers. They're not giving. You're not going to make yourself a liar. And if that really truly is your thought around money, that people who have money are bad, well, nobody must be a bad person. So you're going to shed that money so fast your head spins. You really need to take a look at the story that you're telling yourself, the life that you're selling yourself. Now, if you are completely happy with all aspects of your life, continue down those thoughts. Keep them on, wash, rinse, repeat. Keep them going. But if you're not, if there's something that you want to change in your life, let's go with weight. If you want to change your weight, change your story. If you say, I am the big girl, I'm the funny friend. Yeah, I might be bigger, but I'm the funny friend. I am the person, I am a member of the clean plate club. I cannot waste food. You might not say, I can't waste food, but what I want you to think about, this is what I'm saying. I want you to dive deep in this thought. If you are a member of the Clean Plate Club, I would suggest that you believe that wasting food is bad. Somewhere down the line, someone has told you that there's starving children in the world, and if you put it on your plate, you got to eat it. I mean, I, there's a camp that my kids went to, and it was literally a contest that they weighed out, like they had teams and they weighed out the amount of leftover food on the plates and whoever had the least amount of food on their plate or the least amount of weight as a team of wasted food, they won. Now, do you want to talk about setting up some serious beliefs around food at an early age? That's going to do it. Now, They're not bad for doing that. They're basically trying to teach you, don't take more than you need. I am sure that's the thought process behind it. But we learn these little things and they're, they're not even conscious thoughts. I learned my eating habits because I'm a member of the Clean Plate Club too. But here's where I learned mine. Mine was when I was in the finance office for 20 years and I never knew, I never had a set schedule for lunch. And I had to slam my food when I didn't have a customer. So if it was around lunchtime, and lunchtime could be anywhere from 12 to 4 o'clock if I got customers and I was in my office for four hours. And then in between a customer, like let's say at 3 o'clock, I'm like literally gnawing my arm off. 
somebody would bring me food or if I had packed my food, I would have to slam it in literally two minutes flat because the customer, number one, could probably see me in my glass office. Or number two, the salesman's doing the pee-pee dance in front of my office because they're ready for their customer to come in because the customer's been waiting for an hour and a half. Or I feel guilty because I need to get this customer in because they have been waiting for me for an hour and a half. So I just need to eat this food as fast as I can. Well, what happens when you eat your food as fast as you can? Your brain doesn't have time to tell your stomach or your stomach, well, it's reversed. Your stomach doesn't have time to tell your brain, I've had enough, I'm full. So I just eat everything absolutely in front of me. And the next thing you know, 20 minutes later, I literally would like to puke because I ate too much. But that's where I developed my eating habit. So it was really hard for me. I finally realized that that's what I did. I mean, I would eat really fast. Like I could, I could finish a meal before you even had your steak cut. I could be done with it. But when I finally examined that and realized that it was just a learned behavior and there is no reason anymore to slam my food as fast as I can. There legit was no reason. For years, I didn't need to do that, but I still did it because it was a learned behavior. It was subconscious. It wasn't like I was sitting there thinking, oh, I got to hurry, I got to hurry, I got to hurry. It was just a habit that I had created. What's your habits around food? You have to change your thoughts around it if you want to change your life, your situation, your circumstance. I, can, I, I would almost be willing to bet that you don't even realize what your thoughts are around food. If you are a person who has wanted to lose 25, 50, 100 pounds for the last two years and, and beyond, you don't realize what your thoughts are around food. If you have started a diet, failed, started a diet and failed, if you've been on the merry-go-round, the roller coaster, of diets and they consistently don't work you really need to examine the thought that you have around food around your body if everyone pays attention to you because you're the funny girl and that's how you get attention Sometimes we can tie our personality to our weight too. So we don't want that to go away. There's so many subconscious little things that we do that we don't even realize. But what's the, what's the formula? We recognize so we can rectify. So we recognize the thought so that we can change it. So that we can examine it. So we can ask ourselves, is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? If the answer is no to any of those, then you really need to do some work around it. You know, the I use the weight one because I think it's easy for people to relate to for the most part. And I like to use the finances as an example too, because I think that one's um, a good one to relate to too. Like what are your subconscious thoughts around money? 
if the only people that had money that you knew were kind of snooty and you didn't really like their vibe, subconsciously, you're afraid you're going to turn into that person. Really examine your thoughts about money. My thoughts have always been money comes easy. I can get more of it. Now, that sounds like a great thought, right? Just sounds like a fantastic thought. Here's the problem when you think money comes easy, I can always get more of it. You spend it freely. Because money's never a problem to get, right? So I can buy all the things. I don't have to save it because I can just get more. It comes easy, so I can just get more. And when I really dove deep, when I really dove deep about the thoughts around money, I was, now, again, full disclosure, no, my my parents, the people that were around me, influenced me, they did the absolute best they could. Nobody intentionally jacked up my thoughts around money. <laughs> no one, okay? But when I really examined it, I would be told, I'm not going to say which parent, but they would say, do you know how many hours it takes me to work to be able to afford those jeans that you have? Do you know how many hours it takes me to be able to afford that coat that you're wearing? That takes me four hours of work to be able to afford what you have. Now, I dislike that very much because I am a people pleaser, okay? So I am a people pleaser. I love everyone to be happy. I want the whole wide world to sing Kumbaya and hold hands and all of us get along. I truly do. So what kind of emotion do you think that that would raise up in a 14, 15 year old girl? That would make me anxious. It would make me feel guilty. I would feel so bad. So at 14 and a half, I forged my parents' signature on a piece of paper to be able to work at 14 and a half because in my 14 and a half year old brain, well, I'll just solve this. I'll just get my own money and I'll never have to ask for it ever again. I'll never have to ask for money again. I'll just earn my own. If I work really hard... I will never have to ask for money. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I still to do to this day. It really is. I have to consciously remind myself that I don't have to work 90 hours a week to make a living. I don't have to be working 24-7. I don't have to have five jobs. Because I equate working hard to having money. I equate long hours, the number of hours to making money. I don't even get paid hourly anymore. I haven't been paid hourly since I was, oh my goodness. Well, what, let's see, 24? Yeah, 23? Maybe 22? 
haven't had an hourly wage in over half my life. But yet, that's the thought that I still have around money. These things, and I'm telling you this story so you understand that these things are planted at such an early age. And again, your parents, everybody that was around you, they they were doing the best they could. Nobody intentionally wants to jack their children up. I guarantee you I'm jacking mine up. I've given them some money issues. I'm sure I've given them weight issues. I'm sure I've given them confidence issues. (laughs) I am sure unintentionally I have jacked my children up. I'm keeping therapists employed for many years to come. We all are. But I really want you to look at the stories that you have around your life. Nothing is going to change until you change that story. Nothing is going to change until you do something different. Nothing is going to change if you repeat the same day over, over, and over. So decide today, what are you going to do different? What thought are you going to change? What thought are you going to work on? What are you going to do different that's going to make tomorrow different? Maybe not tomorrow completely different, but a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, what are you going to do? And that is what I am leaving you with. So please don't forget, no one is going to determine your day but you. And until the next time, we'll talk soon.